Hello. Hello. And welcome to Killer Crime and Sister Time. I'm Liberty. I'm Sydney. That song gives me PTSD of a frat basement. (laughs) (laughs) I love the vibes. (laughs) Sweaty beer smell. (laughs) Sticky floors. (laughs) Sticky floors. And too many people and 900 degree basements, which is... The exact opposite of what a basement is supposed to be. Absolutely. But it's completely worth it. That feels debatable. Oh, I like it. <laughs> Gross. So, so we didn't put it back in the frat basement every once in a while. <laughs> frat basements are nasty. Anyway, um, how are you? I'm good. Um, it's finals week, so I kind of want to die. Mm. But you know, in like a non-suicidal way. Um, <laughs> Naturally. So a lot going on. <laughs> I'm in microbio, and that's really hard. We have to. We have a practical. So we have four exams, and they're not comprehensive, thank God. Dr. Helen's a queen. I literally love her to death. This is like the most fun class I've ever taken, but it is killing me inside. Um <laughs> This four exams on lecture and then a lab practical exam that is comprehensive about everything you've learned in, in lab. And the hands-on part where she has seven stations and she'll ask us questions about like each test that's going on at the station and we have to like know what's going on. So. That's too much. Women in STEM. <laughs> Women in STEM. You're smarter than me. I simply could not. <laughs> Well, sometimes I'm like, God, how did I get here? But <laughs> I literally wonder that every single day. If that Wait, does the imposter syndrome ever go away? No. <laughs> sometimes I get like glimpses of like, wow, like I actually am doing pretty good. Like maybe I am smart. And then yeah. sometimes I'm like, no, like there's no way. <laughs> I am the dumbest bitch. I am a wolf in sheep's sheep's clothing. <laughs> maybe vice versa because I feel like a fucking weak ass dumbass. <laughs> I feel that. I also got this pre-nursing sweatshirt. It's cute. I like it. Thank you. Thank you very much. How have you been? You just had a little fancy trip, which is why we postponed. Yes, I went to Sioux Falls, South Dakota, the fanciest um so riveting part of the country, at least the fanciest of the Dakotas, I guess. Uh <laughs> arguable. Doesn't North Dakota have the fucking dudes on the mountain? No, that's South Dakota. South Dakota. The dude is on the mountain. <laughs> <laughs> I don't fucking know. <laughs> uh, anyway. <laughs> so, yeah, I was in Sioux Falls. <gasps> Sorry, we've already been talking for 45 minutes before we got on the phone with you guys. Well, on the recording. With you guys. <laughs> Just a little I'm tired. <laughs> Um, anyway, so I was there for my brother-in-law's wedding, and it was a lot of fun. Um, we got there on Thursday. I was supposed to work on Thursday, and I got to work, like, four, three, four hours. Mm -hmm. Um, but then 
my VPN kept cutting out and the Wi-Fi kept disconnecting because I have 12,000 nephews and 6,000 relatives and everybody was there. (laughs) And so everything just kept crashing on me. So I eventually had to give up, which made me want to sob because I had things to do. Right. Um, Why was Wi-Fi taking breaks? Yeah, right. So... that happened but Friday was the wedding that was a lot of fun um but they had like a Catholic ceremony and um I don't do that (laughs) so I was sitting there like so confused what is a Catholic ceremony what's the difference an hour and a half of boring what do you talk about at a wedding for an hour and a half bro Jesus There's prayers. You do a Catholic thing. We were up, down, up, down. Oh, seriously? Yes. And then they did. What, what is the thing? <laughs> what is the thing when you take the biscuit? You put it on your You didn't take communion in a fucking wedding? No, no. Well, I mean, I didn't take communion. So the priest was like, if, you know, it's time for communion. If you're not Catholic, you don't have to take communion, but you can get a prayer instead. So I encourage everyone to stand up. And I'm in the fucking front row, so I don't have a choice. Like, I have to stand up because I'm with the rest of the fucking family. And then also, if I don't stand up, then, like, 10,000 of my nephews are going to have to file past me. It's going to be awkward for everyone. So I <laughs> I get up and I do the blessing thing. And I look at Will. I'm like, what do I do? What do I do? He's just like, just cross your arms across your chest. I was like, okay. <laughs> so the priest, like, touches my forehead like fucking weirdo. And <laughs> I go and sit down. Molestian <laughs> shit. <laughs> So, yeah, that was um, a good time. Um, And then, you know, they had the reception, which was fun. Um, And then Saturday, we opened presents. Oh, that was another thing. So, um, they were opening their presents that they got at their wedding. And people were giving us presents for us from our wedding from two years ago. And I was like, I'm uncomfy. (laughs) Like this. I was like, this is not about me. I'm begging you. So Love the gifts. They were so kind. But I was would like, ah. <laughs> what'd you get? Um, his grandma made us a quilt. Or not his grandma. Oh, my God. I'm so sorry. His aunt made us a quilt. Oh, I, love I was thinking of our grandma who makes things. Um, I do have a quilt from grandma. Yeah. And then his uncle made us. Um, it's very beautiful. I know I just said I didn't know the word for communion and I don't do Catholic things, but it's he made us a, a marriage cross. It's very beautiful, like oh, out of wood. Yeah. He handmade it? Yes. Yeah, he handmade it. That's sweet. Yeah. That's uh, so whether you are into it or not, you know? Yeah, exactly. It's beautiful. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, that is what happened, what we got. And then... Oh my god, I forgot to tell you this drama. Everyone's about to hear my brother and sister my new sister-in-law's uh honeymoon drama. <clears throat> so they finish opening their presents mm-hmm. and then they leave because they have to go leave for their honeymoon. Mm-hmm. Um this is on Saturday. And um their honeymoon is a cruise that's supposed to leave on Sunday at 3 p.m. Mm-hmm. And they're leaving the night before, which is a little stressful, but whatever. They're doing it. Um, They get to the airport at 420, which is an hour before their flight was supposed to leave. 
blaze it yes um and <laughs> that's an hour before their flight's supposed to leave they booked with a travel agent um just that's important to keep in mind they get to the airport and the gate agent is like um your flight the door already was like closed like we cannot open that back up for you guys you're very late and they're like what are you talking about like it says right here 520 is when our plane leaves like what um so apparently the travel agent forgot to tell them that the flight time had changed and so they're kind of like fucked um (laughs) because you can't open a plane door once it's closed um but apparently the flight or the gate agent is kind of mean so they make Jess just cry which is my sister-in-law and then um nick is mad and obviously because someone made his new bride cry like um anyway so they call the travel agent the travel agent's like oh well like you should have checked in sooner they didn't check in sooner because they were doing their covid tests for the cruise like whatever it's a whole thing the travel agent basically just didn't tell them that their flight time changed um but then we're all the flight attendant or not the flight attendant sorry the travel agent um the travel agent then like figures out a new time for them to get in to new orleans where their boat is leaving from (laughs) um and the flight is supposed to land at 1 p.m and the ship leaves at 3 p.m which is like way too close especially because the cruise port is 30 minutes from the airport right and so we're like, hey, if you guys leave right now and drive, you can get there at, like, 11.30 noon. And, yeah, it will suck to do that drive, but you'll get there in time for your cruise. Because right now, like, we That's just – you shouldn't trust it, especially with all the flights getting canceled. They're like, no, it's fine. Like, we'll just – we'll do this. It'll be fine. It, it'll make it there in time. Yeah. And we're all we're all like, oh, I don't I don't think that's a good idea. Because we're all still, like, hanging out. We had grandma's birthday, so we were all, like, hanging out together. And we're like, um, you guys should probably drive. So they don't drive. Whatever. They get to the airport. They land in Dallas, which is where their connection is. They'll be connecting to New Orleans. Um, and they should be landing at 1 p.m. There is mechanical failures on the plane. Okay. The plane will now not arrive in New Orleans until 4.30 p.m. Oh, the ship will be gone. Right. Um. So Jess is crying again, obviously, as you do. And um, so they go up to a gate agent and they're like, what do we do? The gate agent's like, okay, we're going to figure it out. It's fine. Um, and they call the travel agent and they're like how what are we going to do here we have to figure this out for them it's their honeymoon and the travel agent's like oh it's it's mechanical failure and the gate agent's like yeah it's mechanical failure and she's like okay well that'll be covered under the insurance um and he's like okay so like what are their options if it's covered under insurance and she's like well they can get a new flight and get dropped off at the first port because you can get dropped off at ports um, that the, the your cruise ship stopped at. Yeah. So they can get dropped off at the next port that the cruise ship is stopping at. They can get on a new cruise ship, like a whole new cruise, or they can just go to Cancun for a week. Um, so 
Yeah, so they chose to do Cancun for a week, and they finally made it to their honeymoon. Cancun was fucking awesome, so there's the, is it inclusive? Or mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That was the best. Those burgers mm-hmm. were so good. <laughs> so, yeah, that was a uh, yeah. wild ride that we all, like, as a family, were very invested in. <laughs> oh, I forgot you didn't go to Cancun with us. I was, like, talking to you yeah. like, in a little bit. I assume right. you were talking to John. That's just John and I. We're just that cool. <laughs> Will and I are going to Cancun in December, so. <laughs> You're fine. I don't understand how to plan vacations. That seems way too stressful. Like It's really, I really enjoy planning vacations. Scary. It's fun. I love traveling, though. That's true. I it stresses me out. No, I know it does. If you, if you just, I think, if you think, if, if you understood it better, you'd be less stressed about it. What do I not understand about it? Get from one place to the other? <laughs> I don't know. You're saying it stresses you out. It's not stressful. That's why I'm saying if you understood the process is better. Right. It's not stressful when mom's walking me through the airport holding John and I's passport the whole time. <laughs> she doesn't trust us. I'm like, we're grown ass adults. You just said it scares you. I can hold my passport. John can't. He's a 20-year-old man, baby. <laughs> what? A 20-year-old man child. Fucking keys through my passport before I lose it. <laughs> That's why he's not allowed to carry his own passport. Because he will keister it. That means in the butt, right? Yeah. yeah cool. I don't know. I'm sheltered. <laughs> anyway, you sheltered ass creature. Um, do we want to get into our stories for this week? Yes. So okay. I'll talk this about week our- is just news stories, folks. Yeah, I know. I was like, I couldn't remember what it was, so I was like, I'm hoping it's news stories because that's all I got. I like how you didn't ask. You're just like, yes, it's news stories. I'm just gonna go with the flow. I was like, no, <laughs> <laughs> like it's my podcast. Like we got rules. <laughs> <laughs> you right. I'm not getting paid to do this. I do what I want. Um, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I need structure. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, wanted, I was going to talk about the Amber Heard and Johnny Depp. Amber Turd, yes. Part two. Amber Slutface. Yeah. Um, I mean, I did, like, do a lot of research on it. I was just going to, like, you know, like, you know, talk about it. That's just okay. crazy, though. There was quotes that came out today. There's a recording of her saying that, like, no one's going to believe you because I'm a woman and I'm saying I'm the victim. And, like... Yikes. That's cringy as shit. Yeah, she's pretty gross. Um, but Johnny Depp forever. Yeah. Um, also, did you see... <laughs> this had me dying. He was... Johnny Depp is on the stand and Amber Turd's lawyer is... Uh, <laughs> like cross-examining him and he asked or maybe it wasn't Johnny Depp who was it I think it was like an investigator or Johnny Depp's bodyguard or something and um he asks the bodyguard a question and when the bodyguard starts answering he goes objection hearsay and the judge goes you asked the question (laughs) (laughs) what a dumbass I'm like did you just object to your own Hearsay. <laughs> you asked, bro. Like this is his opinion. I was oh like, um, why are you doing? 
I was like, that has to be embarrassing. And then you just see Johnny Depp in the background, like, cracking up. Laughing. It is funny. I mean, I'm going to give him that. Absolutely. Also, um, how fucking What's-Her-Face testified seeing she had this, like, certain kind of... Did you see the Milani thing on TikTok? Okay, yeah, but I didn't actually see, like, the testimony. So was she saying that she had that exact compact, or was were they just using, like, a photo of it as an example? They held up the compact in court. And from oh, the, they did? In the video that I saw, they were like, I've had this and you know maybe she like didn't remember like i'll give her that like maybe she like possibly didn't remember which exact compact but she was like i have this exact milani compact in my purse from our whole relationship even though it wasn't released until a year after their relationship right well and that i thought was hilarious but i did wonder i was like okay were they just using that as like an example but i didn't see the whole thing so if if that wasn't the case they were like holding it up in court but at the same time like maybe it was a different one or maybe milani had released like a similar one before that who knows but still right they were saying that it was this compact that she had to carry in her purse all the time to cover her bruises also i'm sorry but you're a fucking rich actor and you use milani Right, like, you can afford, like, some L.A. color pro, like. Come on, something out of the drugstore section. Short for Tilbury, like, fuck out of here. Milani. I don't even use Milani. I mean, it's not a a bad brand or anything. It's just, it's on the drugstore side of Ulta. Like, come on. (laughs) I know you're not doing that. I know you're not buying that yourself. Like, you have some other bitch doing it. So, yeah. Um. I thought that yeah. was crazy. Just that. She whole. sucks. She does suck. And I mean, I'm not saying like Johnny Depp is a saint by any means. Absolutely. But, but I know some of those texts, like, I mean, I understand, like, I know completely that she was the total, like, manipulative abuser. Oh, yeah. She's like a manipulative asshole. But some uh, of those texts where he was talking about murdering her, I was like, dude, this isn't making your case sound good right now. Yeah, my kind of thought on it was that it sounds like a lot of mutual combat, like they were both kind of abusive. Right. Um, and it's it's not okay for either of them to do that, but for her to say so she's the victim now, like yeah, when she was also an aggressor at the same time, it's like mm. absolutely. Yeah. Even his kids have come out and been like, I don't even want to be around that bitch. Like, fuck that bitch. So. Yikes. Yeah, like, his kids, like, refused to be around her. Like, one of them or something like that. Damn. They were like, nah, we hate that bitch. Hard pass. Fuck that bitch. Hard pass on that bitch. (laughs) Yeah. That's my thoughts on the Johnny Depp. Amber Turd. Amber Turd. Thank you. I have a more fun article. (laughs) Why do you want the fun ones, bro? (laughs) Um, Woman wins $10 million after accidentally pushing the wrong button on a lottery machine. Oh. Um, when a stranger bumps into you, you might get an apology. The Kedra Edwards got $10 million. Last November, Edwards had just put $40 into a lottery ticket vending machine at a supermarket in Los Angeles when some rude person, quote unquote, bumped into her, causing her to accidentally push the wrong number on the machine. She said, he bumped into me, didn't say anything, and just walked out the door. <laughs> she usually purchases cheaper tickets, so she was pretty upset when she thought that she spent $30 um, on just one ticket. Um, 
But once she got out to her car, she started scratching the $30 ticket and realized she'd won the top prize of $10 million. Um, She didn't believe it at first. And when she got on the 405, you know, the freeway in California, she kept looking down at the ticket and almost crashed her car. Um, So she eventually just pulled over, scanned it with her California Lotto app. And um, yeah, I told her she won the 10 million. What really melts my heart, though, is that she said she's going to use her winnings to buy a home and start a nonprofit organization. Oh, that's actually really cool. I know. And all because some stranger rudely bumped into her. Right. One second. We're going to have to move my little station just because I got the notification that my, my laptop's about to die. A mess. So we're going to move to the floor real fast. I had to turn you down for a second because your movement noises were awful. Yeah. <laughs> Mute myself real fast. Okay. Good plan. Love where your head's at. I will just keep talking while she does whatever she is doing. It's unclear. All I can see is a mid-region. I think she's plugging things in, though. Um, And I have a lovely view of John's room. Yes. Yes. Okay. (laughs) We're done. We're ready. We're good. Yeah, that's really sweet, though. That's pretty awesome. I think I saw something about it on the Daily Mail. Yeah. If this was AP News, the article (laughs) that released it. Yeah. John, what are you doing? (laughs) He wants to be involved. He wants to be included. He wants to be included. So something I saw this week on Daily News also was, after guests fall ill at wedding, bride and caterer are (gasps) I almost chose this article. Yeah, so the two laced their reception food with marijuana. So when I read the Daily Mail article, <coughs> sorry, they made it sound like it was the whole caterer, like it was just the caterer. Um, so all these guests were getting like fucking blazed, right? Who knows how much THC was in that lasagna? But all these guests are getting, like, fucked up. And they're all like, we're going to die. Like, and there was, like, multiple people that were, like, texting loved ones saying they felt like they were going to die because their heart was racing. Yeah, but oh, poor babies. <laughs> that had to be terrifying. Right. So then the affidavit, uh, the, the Washington Post reports that one guest who allegedly asked the bride if the food had been laced with pot got a yes from a smiling <laughs> Dana So. Sovoboda, who was behaving as if it was a gift. I mean, fuck free weed, but like. <laughs> okay, but you can't like not tell people that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So one lady said she went to her car and was so terrified she would die there. She sent herself a text so people would know what had happened to her. CNN reports another woman told an investigator she became so paranoid she believed her husband wasn't telling her the truth about other family. That's just so sad. And that her son-in-law had died and that the fact was being kept from her. Oh, Oh, baby. (laughs) I'm sorry. Like, I know this is really scary for people who've never, like, done that before. But, like, yeah. my God. What a time. What a fucking time to be alive. Who does that? I need, like, it's one thing if you have consent from your guests. But it's another thing to just do that. Just do that. That's illegal. It's like spiking someone's drink. Like, how would you spike? Yes. Spiked. Like, that's the same thing. Did it happen to say how many guests there were? 
over 50. Uh, it said oh over. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. But it was just I'm pretty sure it was just the lasagna. They said they they said they tested the lasagna and it tested positive for cannabis. So I don't know if they tested any other foods, but the lasagna for sure. Oh my god. Yeah. Yikes. Yikes, yikes, yikes. Okay. That was pretty bad. Yeah. I chose this one um, because this article was, one, released today, which I was like, yes, chef's kiss. Two, it's from Washington, which love me a good hometown for me. And three, it's kind of fucking funny. No offense to this woman. Okay. Woman woman rescued after falling in toilet trying to get phone. So in... Uh, Quilacine, Washington, a woman who accidentally dropped her cell phone into the hole of an outhouse in a national forest fell in while trying to retrieve it and had to be rescued by firefighters in Washington state. I got the poo. (laughs) Yes. She Joe dirted her ass, but in a far less aggressive manner, I think. Um, Brennan Fire Department Chief Tim Manley said the woman who was at the top of Mount Walker in the Olympic National Forest northwest of Seattle had been using her phone when it fell into the toilet on Tuesday, the Kitsap Sun reported. Mm-hmm. Manley said she disassembled the toilet seat and used dog leashes to try and get the phone and eventually used the leashes to tie herself off as she reached for it. Fucking idiot. She tried to like like freaking like pair like, <laughs> I can't even think of a word. <laughs> fucking bungee jump into this shitter, bro. <laughs> I think like 007 when he like lowers himself into a like that's what she tried. <laughs> she tried to 007 this shit. <laughs> um anyway, she that effort failed obviously <laughs> and she fell into the toilet head first. <laughs> Um, they didn't work very well, and in she went, Manly said, a fucking savage. In she, <laughs> she goes. The woman was alone, how horrifying, and tried to get out for 10 to 15 minutes. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, reunited with her phone, she called 911. Um, responding firefighters passed her blocks to stand on to reach a harness which they used to pull her out of the vault. The Brennan Fire Department said the woman said she was uninjured. She was washed down. That's good. And strongly encouraged to seek medical attention after being exposed to human waste. But she only wanted to leave, the department said. Yeah, she was (laughs) so embarrassed. Right. You don't like going to an ambulance in a hospital, so I'm like that. Right. Um, Manly said, I've been doing this for 40 years, and this, and that was a first. <laughs> Damn. Um, and that was another AP News article posted today. God damn. Yeah. My last one, we got a fucking listener suggestion. <gasps> yes, bitches. Love you guys. It was from John. <laughs> Love you, bitch. He is a listener, so <laughs> he doesn't even have to listen anymore because he's here for the recording. Yeah, he's just here while you record. <laughs> but 
this one is actually really interesting. And he texted me this, and I was like, my heart, you think about he me. He thought of us. Right? When you hear terrible things, you think about me. That's so sweet. Um, <laughs> That's my love language. <laughs> yes. Me too. So the title of this article is When the Suspect is a Victim. And this is about Ryan Waller. I don't know if you've heard about this one. I haven't. This was, like, really fucking crazy. So... On December 3rd, 2006, Ryan Waller and his girlfriend, Heather Kwan, were having a quiet night at their apartment when there was a knock on the door. Cracks the door, there's a gun in his face. Um, He tries to push back and gets pushed through and back into his apartment and gets shot in the face. Oh my god. Not dead yet. This is why I don't open the door. Yeah, there's a lot of sex trafficking things happening lately. There was this one girl, speaking of sex trafficking, that had a really bad experience about the Vancouver Mall the other day. So, like, this man was following her around and, like, trying to, and, like, speaking in Spanish. And she was like, I can understand you. And he was, like, describing her on the phone. Like, it was weird. Ew. So, two men walk into this apartment and shoot Waller in the face one more time. Right. Not dead. Um, They turn their sights on the girlfriend, who they do shoot in the head. And unfortunately, she does die. So they grab the weapons and they grab the computer before leaving. And they thought they killed both people. Right. Well, Um, generally, when you shoot someone in the face. Twice. Yeah. They're dead. Yeah. Yeah. So two days later, uh, Ryan doesn't show up to his parents' house for Christmas dinner. And they do a welfare check. So they arrive at the scene to see Heather, who is dead. And Ryan's still alive. He had a severe black eye that was swollen shut and looked like he had taken a couple good punches. So no evidence of gunshots yet. So he's put in the back of the squad car because the cops are like, something must have happened. You must have killed your girlfriend. Um, they were called to figure out what happened with Quan or with Heather. Nobody checked on Ryan in the back. So he's sitting in the back of this cop car, internally bleeding and <gasps> shit's fucked. Um, they take him to the station and they took 43 pictures of his injuries from the start. The detectives didn't think anything was wrong with him. Um, but his answers, they were saying his answers weren't making sense because yeah, of his because head. he was shot in the head. Yeah. And they didn't take him to the doctor. He tells the detective that he was shot in the eye because he was. And the detective's like, if you were shot in the eye, you'd be dead and didn't believe him. Um, Are you a doctor? Did you learn to be a doctor at your six months at the police academy, you idiot? (laughs) Literally. So he keeps asking if he can go home and go to bed, and the detective told him he wouldn't be going home because he's confused as fuck, because he doesn't know what's going on, because he has two bullets in his fucking head. Um, Critical times kicking kicking away while this is all happening. Yeah, I would say so. Yeah, and the nonsensical responses from Ryan, like, aren't helping this move along any faster because he's not making any fucking sense. For some reason, it takes the detectives an unreasonably large amount of time to figure out why this man was failing to make cohesive statements. I'm sorry, but that's that seems like even if you didn't think he actually got shot in the head, given the black eye, don't you think you could put two and two together that there was an issue going on with his head? Literally, it makes no sense. Um, part of the problem with his interrogation was that he was saying some correct things about what happened. He was describing the shooters. He mentioned the name of his old roommate, Richie Carver. Um, he told the police he shot me, like Richie Carver shot me. Um, but with his nonsensical statements, they were like, oh, like he must just be thinking about like his past. 
Yeah, they, like, didn't believe him. Oh, yeah, his roommate shot him in the past. Yeah. So six hours after the Phoenix police discovered bodies, the interviewing detective realized something bad had happened. Six hours later. Um, the detective moved closer to him and started, like, taking a deeper look at his injuries. And when he grabbed his head, Ryan was whimpering and was like, this hurts really bad. Like, my head hurts really bad. And the tough-talking detective immediately switched his shit and was like, we need to call a paramedic. Yeah, um, you needed to do that hours ago. At this exact moment, he realizes that Waller's probably been shot in the head and uncuffs him immediately. And it's still unclear why the police took so long. And so there's a lot of police blame on this situation. Um, I mean, as there should be, it took him six yeah. hours to realize there was an issue. And it's possibly because they thought that he was responsible for give, killing his girlfriend. But even so, you still have the right to medical attention. Like, serial killers get pulled out of prison to go yeah. get medical attention. Like, it's, you know. Yeah. People who do a lot worse. I mean, they, you know, I know murder's like, top of the line. But I just mean, like, you know, like, larger scale shit. And he didn't even do it. Like, Ryan was innocent. Right. So he gets rushed to the hospital, and some sources say he just lost his left eye, but some sources say he lost both, so who knows, and a large portion of his brain. So staff determined mm-hmm. he had been shot in the head twice, and the strength he showed through the whole ordeal did end up helping the police, and um, they did end up seeking out Richie Carver, the old roommate, and his father for the crime. So they did um, apprehend both of them later, so... They wow. didn't get yeah, caught. Um, the motives say they vary. Um, some say that the roommates had gone to an altercation with that ended in both men pointing guns at each other. That's a pretty intense altercation. Yeah, that is pretty intense. Others say that Richie hit on Heather. Um, and so Ryan was like, the fuck out of the apartment. Like, you can't hit on my girlfriend. Right. Um, but we don't know. So none of that's, like, based in facts. Yikes. Um, oh, seriously, you can talk. It's okay. No, it's okay. John looked at a different article than me, and he was saying that the cops didn't realize that Heather was, because she was, like, she was, dead on the couch. She was like, in the on the couch when she got shot, and they didn't mm-hmm. realize that she was, like, there until, like, a couple hours later, so. Oh, but, bro. I mean, she had already passed, so, like, right. it wasn't, like. They she wouldn't have saved it, her so. at all. Yeah. yeah. So. 2008, Richie gets charged with felony murder, burglary, aggravated assault, and misconduct involving weapons. Term of a natural life. That's his sentence. Okay. Um, his wife, this is kind of crazy. This brings in, like, marital law and stuff. His wife. <laughs> <laughs> Why is this so the story is not funny. John is doing weird shit on the bed behind Liberty. He's excited because he discovered a good one. <laughs> he did. So Larry, Richie's dad, initially gets off because the only evidence they had against him was a confession from the wife. But... You can't do that. Uh, she invoked she invoked her right of marital privilege and refused to testify her confession. Yeah. So then, therefore, Larry remains free. Heather's family was trying to appeal to Heather's or to Arizona legislators and try yeah. to make new legislation called Heather's Law to revoke marital privilege. Mm. After some legal legal wrangling, he was reindicted in November of 2011. Larry was. Um, he gets convicted of first degree murder, attempted first degree murder, burglary, and aggravated assault. Um, wow. Unfortunately. Waller suffers seizures for the rest of his life because they had to take out so much of his brain. 
and his life is quality of life is never close to the same and he dies at 28 years old from a seizure 10 years after the incident so who knows what would have happened if they would have taken action sooner and he needed oh that makes me so sad i know instead of questioning him for six hours and realizing that he wasn't making sense for a reason I mean, he was there for two days already before that, but yeah. That's oh, just yeah. Exactly. Just a wellness check. Yeah, exactly. And they were just there for like a while. <sighs> like, oh. Like, yeah. That's so sad. I know. Okay, my last one is also kind of sad, but kind of good too. Mm-hmm. Um, so, do you remember in Portland how that woman had donated her husband's remains and she thought she was donating them to science, but they dissected them in front of like a live audience in Portland. Uh, no. Okay. Well that happened. Got it. Oh, was it um, like an art thing or something like, like an art, like, yeah, like- they said it was like an art exhibit, but she thought she was donating it to science. I'm gonna and do that. it was what? I'm gonna turn off mom. She, she wants to be donated to science. Yeah, but she actually wants to be donated to science. The bitch has a brain tumor. Yeah, let's let that bitch get dissected for art. No. Anyway, okay. No, actually, so... never do that. <laughs> she wants to make you a diamond. She couldn't let them do that. Sucks. Yeah, I do want to make you and dad a diamond. Anyway. Yeah, I'm sorry. Okay. I'm The Multnomah County Board of Commissioners in Portland, Oregon, has unanimously moved to ban the for-profit display of human remains. The move came Thursday after the the body of a Louisiana World War II veteran, whose wife thought that she donated his remains to science, was dissected in front of a paying audience at a Portland hotel. Yeah. Even OMSI? Like, does that mean OMSI can't do their body exhibit anymore? I'm sure that's different. Because that's, like, people who actually donated their shit to science. Yeah. Um, because that also is, like, like they've already been dissected and their whole shebang is done. I'm sure that's different. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the ordinance is expected to be for- formally approved next week and in institutes a thousand dollar fine per violation per day uh county attorney rob sano said those who violate the ordinance must also turn over any resulting profits oh displays of human remains for legitimate ceremonial and educational purposes are exempt so the educational will be fine um so omsi will be good Kimberly DeLeo, the county's chief medical legal Sorry, that was very difficult for me to say. Death investigator led efforts to draft the ordinance after she unsuccessfully tried to prevent the October 17th for-profit autopsy at the Portland Marriott downtown waterfront. Oh, oh. my God. <laughs> that was 20 oh. minutes for mom and dad. <laughs> for-profit autopsy. Okay. People are fucked. I know. DeLeo said she contacted the Portland Police Bureau and Oregon Medical Board, but both agencies said they lacked the authority to stop the event. 
A Portland police spokesperson previously said detectives consulted with the Oregon Department of Justice, Oregon State Police, and Multnomah County District Attorney's Office to and determined no crimes were committed during the autopsy. In a statement last year, Martin McAllister, the hotel's general manager, said his staff was grossly misled about the embed. Seventy people gathered, some paying up to $500 a ticket to watch the autopsy. I'm repulsed, honestly. I'm really grossed out by humans right now. That's really fucking terrible. Like, why? Like, why? I don't know. Um, To watch the autopsy of 98-year-old David Saunders, who lived with his wife, Elsie, until he died from COVID-19. Oh, it's going to be used for science. I know. The cadaver lab class was hosted by Death Science, a media company with no professional de- credentials, DeLeo said. That's of course. disgusting. Death Science did not immediately respond to a request for comment from the newspaper. Elsie Sam Saunders didn't learn what happened to her husband until after the King TV published footage that showed her husband's name printed on an armband still attached to his wrist. Uh, Elsie Saunders, what? It was just terrible. Like, she I know. didn't understand. Like, I know. Way to take advantage of an old lady, too. That's what like, I was thinking, too. I was like, that has to be some sort of, like... You know they didn't explain Elder that. abuse. I know. Yeah. Um, Elsie Saunders said by phone during the county meeting that she is still haunted by the Im- images of the public autopsy. So, oh, the vision in my mind of his naked and defenseless body being dismembered like a butcher preparing an animal carcass for sale. I have to live with it until I die. Oh my God, I'm going to cry. That's so sad. Oh. Elsie Saunders said her efforts to donate her husband's body to Louisiana State University for medical research failed because of pandemic restrictions. So she donated to MedEd Labs, a Las Vegas-based company she thought would use his body for medical research. But some ambiguity was in the contact contract she signed, according to East Bat- Baton Rouge District Attorney Hilaire Moore who also spoke at the meeting by phone. MedEd Lab spokesperson Abtin Nasiri said the company was was told the body would be used to train people involved in death sciences and was unaware tickets were being sold to attend the event. Since the dissection, MedEd Labs has taken very extreme precautions to protect their donors' identities and screens its clients more strictly to ensure they're legitimate, Nasiri said. This More is definitely like a death science like fault. Like this is them not being clear with what the fuck they were doing. Like, you know, Meta Labs is like also a fault for not like actually looking into what they were doing. But like, yeah, this really sounds just like a lot of manipulation from all ends. Oh, absolutely, I completely agree. Um, Moore said he accompanied David Saunders' nephew to identify the body after it was returned to a Baton Rouge morgue. Ugh. In his experience attending thousands of autopsies, Moore said the body was not treated. Like anybody is treated in a legitimate autopsy. Oh, this was completely different and separate in a very macabre way than any other autopsies being conducted, he said. Moore said he was dismayed that there were few Oregonian, mm, few Oregon and Louisiana restrictions preventing for profit autopsies. He hopes to introduce a similar ordinance in Baton Rouge. 
Multnomah County Commissioner Lori Stegman during the meeting asked about criminal sanctions for ordinance violators. I would urge that we make this a criminal issue and that we talk to our state legislators, our other counties, so that a family never has to go through this again, Stegman said. It is truly a violation of our humanity. And I agree. Like, that's absolutely fucking repulsive. Yeah. You do know that they have a website that you can leave reviews on. (laughs) Are you leaving a review? Uh, I'm not going to, so I'm not logged in, but fuck death sciences. Um, You can leave a review. You can leave a review if you just type in death sciences company. They're still standing by that it was, um, whatchamacallit, it was educational. No, fuck you. No. Oh. Has, oh. What? The company had been, they did a Halloween class in Seattle, November, and this, that article came out November 5th of 2021. So. No, no, you don't, you don't dissect a body for Halloween and call it a class. Yeah, so they said it, uh, it's public dissection says it had a contract saying it could be used for education and its cadaver lab class was appropriately educational despite criticism from the man's widow. So, oh, it's through, it's sold through an Oddities and Curiosities Expo. No, mm, no, you're not educational if you're through an... That's a sideshow. Yeah. No. Yeah, also, Elsie Saunders said, I have all this paperwork that says his body would be used for science, nothing about the commercialization of his death. That was a quote. Oh. So. Yeah. My heart shatters for her. Um, you can... Go leave a review on their website. <laughs> <laughs> yes, a podcast? Oh, yeah, fuck you guys. <laughs> yeah. Don't listen to their podcast. Rate them one star. I don't know, man. That's so gross. Oh, he has, like, a weird side cut, too. <laughs> Let me see a picture. <laughs> no, look at this, John. <laughs> he looks like what you'd expect the leader of a Death Sciences podcast to look like. <laughs> And not in a good way. Liberty came to throw hands. Don't fuck with Elsie Saunders like that, bro. Don't fuck with a vet like that, too. Like, that's so fucked. Don't do not do that to people. Like, don't, don't do that take advantage of people. That's so dis- disgusting. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, that checks out. <laughs> See? You know what I'm saying? It's giving me Zach Baggins, but worse. <laughs> but Zach Baggins doesn't dissect people. Yeah, for a live studio audience. Oh, they have a blog. Oh, yeah. Do you? <laughs> do you? What the fuck? You can enroll in courses through them? Hard pass. Oh, God, I want to kill them. <laughs> You're done. You're done. Oh. You're fucking done. It says you can... <laughs> what? They have shirts and sweatshirts that say support your local cadaver lab, support your local body farm, death care should be free. No, literally they have a Patreon too, so like if there's anywhere that Patreon would remove them, that would be fantastic, because I, I have a vendetta. Because we don't take advantage of the elderly. Yeah. I have a small piece of me that will always hate dead sciences now. And I will tell every single person I meet this. So <laughs> that's, that's Liberty's new drunk topic. Like when you, oh. you know, when you get someone drunk and they just ramble on about one thing. It's like, will. 
mine is Death Sciences and SeaWorld. Liberty's <laughs> <laughs> so on a tirade. <laughs> they're so bad. They are oh, bad. God. They are bad. I mean, you definitely can't release any of those animals because they've been bred in captivity, but they should definitely <laughs> stop breeding in captivity. Yeah, you should stop breeding in captivity. You should maybe give them adequate space to, like, actually live. And maybe you should stop treating them like fucking pets. They are two-ton animals. They also drown people, so you probably shouldn't do that. Yeah, because they're angry because you don't give them what they Okay, they do that in the wild, though. That's true. (laughs) I was like, like the psychopaths are just evil, too. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's just orgasms. Yeah, it's like when you feel bad, like, you feel bad for, like, like, you know, serial killers when they were younger and they had really bad upbringings. Like, you feel bad for the little them, but you don't feel bad for what they grew into. That's exactly how I feel about orcas. Yeah, that's, that sucks. Like, oh I feel bad that they're in captivity, but I also know that in the wild, they're still assholes, so. Exactly. That's, that's one of those are, like, my two big drunk topics. Like, I could go on and on about those. And this is my new number one. So. <laughs> Fuck you, Death Sciences. What's what's this guy's name? I'm gonna I'm gonna personally <laughs> Stupid Haircut McGee, that's his name. Yeah. Stupid <laughs> Portland fuck. <laughs> that's his name. Yeah, so that's that's my rant for the day. <laughs> yep. Yep. Thanks for listening, guys. I hope you found it as interesting and entertaining as we did. Yeah, excuse my little Liberty's tirade. Yeah, my little tirade. Mm. It happens. So gross. I'm sorry. I'm like looking at their like shop right now, and there's art prints of like skeletons in like grass. Like that's just pictures of someone's body that you're just like, you know. I understand it's a skeleton now, but that doesn't make it any less a person. Yeah. Okay, I'm done. (laughs) Okay. Okay. We can talk about it later. (laughs) Talk about it later. All right. Well, thanks guys for listening. We appreciate you as always. Yes, we do. Sorry, I was reading the website still. (laughs) She's not done, actually. I'm done. (laughs) Yes, we do appreciate you, and we appreciate you waiting through all of our little, um, you know, little breaks that we take. (laughs) Yeah, life happens, you know. And shout out John for giving a listener, a little listener suggestion. Yeah, thanks, John. John. Yeah, Yeah, everyone should be like John, at least in this aspect. I don't know. Uh, (laughs) He's not that bad. I'm joking. Anyway, um, yeah, so if you have any listener stories, you could send them to our email, which is killercrimeandsistertime at gmail.com, or you can uh, DM us on Instagram. Um, And, yeah. Thanks for listening, guys. We love you and appreciate you. We do so much. And go give Death Sciences a better review on the internet. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck them. (laughs) Seriously. Okay. His phone number is posted on the internet. Oh, (laughs) hell yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Don't say (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Well, we will see you next week. See you next week. Bye.